Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ball Caps and Bagpipes. This is the season three finale. Uh, tonight, um, my name is John McKellar. I'm with the Glasgow Comets. Only tonight, your name is John McKellar. Tonight, my name is John McKellar. So I didn't know you go by other names. Well, I mean, I'm just introducing myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I go by Jason Dur all the time, <laughs> a former league president and and and, and Cannon. So a uh, long time, long time player, first time caller, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good to be back on the show with you this week, Jason. Um, miss chatting with you every week, um, and we've got a great show tonight to close out season three with. Uh, we're joined tonight by a long time Edinburgh giant and current uh, double trophy winning, as it happens, Edinburgh Diamond Devil Panda Alexander. Say hello, Panda. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey man, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, obviously, this past weekend you guys uh, pulled off quite a triumph. We're going to go into that very shortly. Uh, but first off, Jason, I want to get your perspective as an outsider now. Uh, you did manage to catch a brief part of the Caledonia Classic playoffs. Uh, how did you find the, the, the baseball being played? Was it at the level you would expect at this point? Yeah, absolutely. It was really well played. It was crisp. Uh, there wasn't a whole a lot of errors being made it was you know solid pitching solid hitting i was really amazed that i'm you know i'm back from the day where you had a pitcher would go nine innings or more and there was guys that came in relief and kept the, the scores low so all in all it, I, I thought it was a fantastic way to end the season um and i think having that split level really made a difference there as you really could have the kind of the best on the field and, 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 you know, I was amazed by even who was in right field those days. It was, you know, high quality players all around. Uh, and it was great to see. Really pleased with the way the season went. Tremendous man. And like uh, we've touched on this past Sunday, the Edinburgh Diamond Devils, they faced the Edinburgh Cannons, your old mob, uh, in the Caledonia Classic final. It ended 8-5 Devils, which given that they were also uh, National League champions, makes them just the second team in uh, Scottish baseball history. To win the double, uh, the League and Cup double was won. Um, and let's turn to our guest Panda for uh, a bit of a recap on the game itself. Uh, eight to five, I believe, was the final score this past Sunday. Um, how did the game go, Panda? I know that at one point you guys were trailing, um, and you guys were able to rally late uh, and get that win to to complete the, the double this year. Talk us through the game and how you guys felt. Well, guys, you know, it's um, it was a. Uh... We knew it was going to be a very close game because we've been facing the, well, I played the two first game with Canos and after that, that's when I swapped to the Devils. But when I played with the first time with the Devils, it was a very close game. It finished 3-2. And we knew this time it's going to be very close because everybody has every player available to play. And you can see even before the game, the tense was in, in the field because nobody was talking too much. Everybody was you know, warming up, stretching up, you know, just go over the tactic, what we're going to be doing and all that. And as soon as the game started, you know, you could see the nerve of everybody because, you know, it's a cup final, so both teams want to win badly. Uh, the first couple of innings, to be honest, you know, like the Canon did just jump into it all. And, you know, like we were like, what's going on? You know, like, hey, you know, they're playing our game. This is not us. But after that, you know, there was a very inspired war from Leo, you know, Leo, Alfredo, Ivan, Juan, and everybody in the team, you know, like, you need to step up and, you know, you just play the game we've been playing every season. And that's exactly what we did. And after that, we start coming back and you could see that 
we actually starting to get into the game more. And by that time, you know, the canals kind of like feel like what's going on now because it was their time to kind of like try to get back in shape again. But we had the momentum by that time. So we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And it was a really, really close game with her, with really good plays around, you know, like Miguel on the shoulder stop, he stole the ball going through straight to the center field. He nearly hurt himself, but but he's all right. And, you know, and I think everybody was concentrating what they need to be done, you know, to go through the game. And as a team, you know, we, every inning, we're trying to encourage each other to, you know, to do better. And, you know, just give it those little tips and, you know, minimal stuff that we could do that we know would change everything. So we talk to each other, you know, we can do this or we can do that, we can try this. We all the time communicate with each other to see how we can advance as a team, as a group, just to try to get to the line, you know, exactly where we want to be. And that's exactly what we did. Great. I, you know, I was at the game. I got to watch a little bit there. And I know the Cannons jumped out to an early 2-0 lead. And I believe it was 4-2 Cannons at one point. Uh, what would you say was the changing point of the game there that really kind of put you guys in the, in the driver's seat to take on over? Uh, I think it's like I say, it was encouragement work from, from the captain, you know, Juan, Leo, and you know, it's like I say, you know, we've been playing a ball game all season. We couldn't change that. And the thing is, like, on the first two innings, we were a bit quiet, you know, but the usual standard that we are. But after that, you know, we start making a bit more noise and encourage people and pushing everybody. And I think that's where the momentum swapped to the other side, which actually the Canos have it on the first two innings. But after that, you know, we just keep pushing that, you know, Everybody was like, what we need to do was, I know we keep pushing because it's not done until it's done. And we knew it's going to be a close game because, I mean, you know, like since the start of the season, you know, everybody have the Canos as favorites, you know, they have great players and, you know, we got Fredo coming back to the league again. And, you know, it was kind of like, okay, this is going to be like a 50-50 now. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we as a group, as a, Edinburgh teams, you know, I think we did pretty good on the season, you know, coming first and second and, you know, we keep pushing each other until, you know, next year and see what happened, but we're going to keep pushing each other to see, you know, make everything to be better now. Great. So I was going to say, if you had to pick an MVP for your team, who would it be? Oof. All right. <laughs> How about okay. me too? Because there's probably a few of them there. No, nah, to be honest, you know, like as an MVP, you know, like I would say it's a lot of guys to, to pick up from, you know, because I think everybody do the job. As an individual, you know, I'm not going to put myself forward to it because I didn't do very good, you know. But I think Kyle pitched really, really good this season. And, you know, you go Leo, you know, who was controlling him, catching. You know, it's a lot of players, though, you know, like you cannot just pinpoint it just only one because even, you know, Ivan was on the shortest though, he was very good at it. You know, Dan, he was playing no bad too. So, you know, it's a, it's just a group, as a team, it's a quite a hard, you know, seeing exactly how the season starts and how it ends. You know, like I think they have only one loss and I think, I think it was against the Galaxy for the Comets. No, I think there was a comments with the last yeah, it was, one. Yeah, it was early in the season. I think it was probably second or third week of the year. Um, and then the comments did manage to get that one win off the Devils. Um, 
Yeah, I think that was that was the only loss for sure. Yeah, by yeah, the only loss. It was a tremendous season by you guys. Um, now you've touched on something a bit ago that I want to expand a wee bit on. Um, it was an Edinburgh one-two this year. Uh, the Devils obviously winning the league title. The the Cannons after a very close spot last stretch uh, made it into the, the second spot and got that second seed, which obviously served them well uh, going into the cup, given that they were able to then get into the final. How important was it over at Bobby Thompson Field? Um, this year in preparation for this season and throughout the season. How important was it for you guys to bring that title back to Edinburgh after a few years of the Galaxy winning it? Um, I think, as you know, like uh, I remember the days when I was when I was at the Giants and I worked and I saw the guys from Glasgow like talking about like four or five years ago, you know, and I knew you guys were getting better and better. You know, and after that I took a break because I have a, I have a baby girl and all that, but I knew you guys were gonna be getting in there. But I think this year, you know, because we don't have the Giants anymore, it's kind of like, you know, make the both team very strong. And I think it's very good because it's a lot of competition. So, you know, it's not like everybody could just jump in a, in a team just like that. You know, you just need to fight for your place and, you know, continue do well for the team. I mean, you know, like you have seen the development games too, you know, like, you know, like the Devils, they just basically just run a basically kind of run away with it because they were playing and we just, kind of encourage all guys to do better every time with practice training and all that. But I think it was like, like I say, it's mostly about, you know, like be a, as a unit, as a team, because I mean, you know, like Paul been saying for the last couple of weeks that, you know, we've been drinking quite a bit after games, but it's, we call it team bonding. You know, we like to chat and see what over the games, you know, what we did right, what we did wrong. So next week we need to, do a bit better, if you know what I mean. So yeah. in training, we work on central stuff that we want to do. But I think it's just, uh, it's mostly about as a, a, the team as a unit. I think everybody just put, you know, anything just to push forward and, you know, looking forward to next season and see what happens next. Now you mentioned next season and moving on to 2022, who do you see as the biggest danger to your title as you obviously get set to defend it? I mean, fingers crossed, hopefully we're going to potentially get um, a full season of games in next year rather than the truncated one that we've had um, and obviously an expansion of single A and uh, whatever changes Paul wants to make to that element of the game who do you guys see as your biggest competition in the Scottish National League from next season? Mm, uh, I think they kind of still though because I know they're going to push it to the, to the limits again I mean, as I said you know they have a really strong team you know, we have a very strong team. And I know Glasgow, you know, you guys have been seeing a few guys here and there. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Aberdeen. Tapers, you know, if they get a couple of guys, I know they're going to be there, but I think Canos are going to be the one to watch next year. But, you know, we just need to keep fighting and, you know, just keep the championship with us for as long as I'm playing. So, <laughs> you know, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a very even field next year. I think all, all five teams have their own strength. And, you know, it's Hard to say who comes back next year, but if you go by the rosters at the end of the season, there, like you look at any of those teams, go any one of these teams can win on any given day. You know, it's going to be a really interesting season. Yeah, I mean, you know, you saw the tapers. You know, they haven't won the whole season, and the last two three games they actually bring it up, and I'm like, okay, this is a bit of different taper now. So, like I say, you know, it's a couple players over there and here and there, and they will be there around. But I think, uh, you know, I think the Canos are going to be pushing really hard next year. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy for anybody. So we just need to keep pushing each other as hard as we can. You know, it's made the best thing win at the end of the day. But, 
you know, looking forward to next season already. All right. So we've got a shout out from Saeed here. He says he was, we wanted to give you a shout out for your speakers for every game, bringing the fire music. So the question is here though, if there was a dance on, on the devils, who would win the dance off? Ooh. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good, a good, I'll, I'll play a good dancers over there, but I would put my money on to win it. Right. Or one of the things I'm going to do, I can tell you that. And the DJ, I don't dance. Those are my rules. I guess we'll find out when we have the end of the year awards show. We'll have a dance off there. You, you could DJ it and we'll put those guys in, the, in a competition to see who wins. Yeah. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be the first one on the line over there then. Cool. Yeah, a big shout out to Paul for putting together the video package yesterday uh, on Sunday. Uh, it was really cool to see the live stream. We know we got shout, we shared by a lot of people and they had a lot of people comment. They really enjoyed watching it there. Um, hopefully next time we can uh, sit there together and, and comment through the whole thing there. I was chasing my girl around the whole time so I couldn't get as much commentary as I wanted. So, Yeah, I also want to touch on a comment by Nick Clark. Uh, he says that Kyle um, should be the MVP of the Devils. I think that Kyle should be considered the runaway MVP of the league as a whole. So I definitely, I definitely agree with Nick right there. Um, also want to um, <laughs> Leo's dog, <laughs> by the, apparently according to Paul Convoy. <laughs> well, it's true. Dad is saying, you know, Alfredo was dancing from third to home the last time, so he could be a dancer too. There you go. You go three over there on the line. All I can say is the award show is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, if we look back then on the 2021 season, Panda, it was obviously shortened by the pandemic. Um, it was great to finally play some proper baseball. You guys have swept the board with the, the National League and the Cup. Um, looking back, what's your what's your one result of the season? What's the game of the season for you, in your opinion? And what was the game that really turned you guys from a contender into the champions? Uh, I think the game of the season, I think that was the one we played against the Canons again. The game was finished 3-2, and it was a very close one. You know, Harry was on the mound for the Canons, and Kyle was on the mound for the Devils, and it was a very close game. And as, as a contender, I just don't really know, to be honest. I think uh, because I, I joined the Devils, I think they have like four games already on hand. But I think uh, since, I've, since I've been there, like I said, you know, we push each other quite hard, which is to be better. So I think uh, as a contender, I don't know, but as a, as a unit, I think we all did what we needed to be done. You know, I don't think so. It's going to be like, you know, this game or the other, other game, because I don't think so. It's that as a, as a unit. And I think one, the common come ahead was the, the one with the Galaxy, because we were trained that one, A3 at the bottom of the seven, and I knew we could have come back. You know, I say to the guys, you know, like, it's not done until it's done, you know. And after that, that's when the pitchers go and be like, you know, nervous or something. And I think that was a quite a turnaround. And I mean, you know, I say to the guys, you know, we've never been behind. So, you know, since I've been there, we've never been behind. It's, I think that was the first time we've been behind on a scholarship. And after that, you know, like, we just keep pushing. Like I say, you know, we never give up. We keep pushing to each other and to encourage, you know, like, you know, you need to take pitch by pitch and make sure you make contact, get on base, you know, and after that, we just figure it out what we're going to do after that. But I think, like I say, as a team, I think everybody was pushing everywhere, you know, to be honest. Nobody wants to 
be sat on the bench. Everybody wants to go to playing. So. Excellent. And I think the only conclusion we can draw from this is that uh, the arrival of Panda is what turned the Devils from a contender into the, the team that won it all. Um, if you've come along a few games in, you must have been the, the missing ingredient. You're the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, no, you know, I just, like I said, you know, I wanted to keep playing though. I, I, you know, I supposed to be back last year, but as the pandemic happens. Yeah. So I say at least I got like three or four years on my legs and after that we retire, you know. That, that, that's my idea now. You know, I need to talk to Jason about this Hall of Fame stuff because I need to be there too. All right. I've not been playing baseball since yesterday. I've been there since, I don't know, 2012, 2013, something like that. So I need to be there, you know, somewhere I need to be. Jason and Wilfie must be getting lonely in that Hall of Fame. It must be be getting terrible. I mean, especially having probably Wilfie all all day. Every day. <laughs> I love Wolfie. I'll play with Wolfie all day long. So oh, I have no problem with And I mean, you know, to be honest, Wolfie being having such very good games on Pi and on the field is very helpful. You know, I need to be a shout out to that guy because by the age he is, he all the time around the field and helping here and there. And I mean, you know, I know that tried, Mickey trying to kill him last time, but, you know, I'm glad that he's well. Absolutely. Yeah. Wolfie is a, a baseball Scotland legend. Um, in the purest <laughs> um, let's talk a bit more about you Panda and uh, that would be a wee bit more into your story um, first off uh, let's start from the beginning like we always do uh, where did you come from originally and uh, when and how did you become involved with baseball originally uh, I'm coming from Venezuela I've been involved from, with baseball since I was like four or five years old you know <laughs> I never stopped playing baseball you know it's baseball or basketball down back home and I used to play quite a lot with my brother. And, uh, you know, every time we do something, we do it together. But, you know, he went more into basketball and I went into more into baseball. So we kind of like separate. But since I was a kid, I've been playing baseball nonstop. Um, so then I moved here and, uh, about 18 years ago. And I didn't know there were a baseball league over here. So I started playing basketball, you know, go back to what I knew. And after that, suddenly one of my friends said to me, no, they have baseball over here. I was like, nah, they don't. And suddenly that's when I just went down and I think there was a devil's, devil's cannon game. And that's when I met Jason and I met Brett and all the guys, you know, like, you know, the golden era. <laughs> the golden era. And I, and I was interested on it, though. I, you know, and I remember the first time I was on the bench and, I remember Jason was working like, can you play? I said, yes, you know, what place you want to play? Anywhere you put me. And suddenly he put me in the first base. <laughs> and I don't know what he was thinking about me, but the only thing I know is, you know, I need to give 100% because this is how I play, you know, and no matter what I do, I need to be 100%. And suddenly, you know, I'd made the first base mine. You know, I was catching for the there for, for the Giants for quite a while, but I, I love playing baseball since I was a kid. So I never, I never stopped. You know, it's a big thing back home. So it's not football over there. I can tell you that. <laughs> so what position did you play growing up as a kid in Venezuela? Uh, when, I was, uh, when I was in Venezuela, mostly I was playing third base and second base. But it's just because they don't teach you only one base. You know, they, they teach you around. So if you needed to be filling a hole, you just fill it and that's it. But mostly I was a third base back then. But, you know, as soon as you get older, you start getting shorter to the first base so you don't move too much like me so but yes you know I, I, that's what I like most down there I can see that learning back home 
it's a way different when I see people learning over here because we don't learn like I want to be a pitcher or I want to be a catcher. They just teach you everything and whatever you feel comfortable with, you just pick it up. And sometimes on training, they say, you know, you go to the center field because we don't have a guy on the center field. So you just need to go and cover. And I think as a whole, as a whole player, you know, like you need to be complete just to play every position that your manager asks you for, because if not, you know, you're going to be on the bench for quite a long time. So I move quite a lot around there. Yeah, so whatever, whatever gets you in the lineup, get you as you're happy with, you know, I'll, I'll play anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, uh, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy much catching, but when I was a giant, actually, I, I did enjoy that because I controlled the game. Well, I was trying to control Kyle at the time. But, you know, I quite like it because you can see the whole game differently. And, and I like that because, I don't know, well, you guys see me every time I'm playing, you know, I'm the loudest one on the, on the, on the field, plus Ivan, so they make two of us. So, you know, we're trying to encourage and just keep pushing, pushing all the time, because since I was a, since I was a little kid, you know, like every time you go, my mom, you know, some of my friends, they come to see me play and it's noise everywhere and you don't know where they're shouting for. So you just, I think it's that for me and people keep pushing and pushing. And, and that's what I say to the guys, you know, like I like to be loud. I like to be, you know, make sure that everybody is, is on their feet when the ball comes and all that. It's, it's something that I never forgot about baseball when I was learning. When you talk about the kind of, you, you are the kind of the loudest uh, guy at the field, um, and obviously with you being a captain, like you mentioned, you control the game. Um, and we've also discussed in the past uh, some of Kyle's uh, quirks as a pitcher um, and as a player in general. Um, how do you how do you control Kyle uh, as a catcher? Um, how, were there any was there any way in particular that you would approach that, that you kind of drew from your time in Venezuela to, to do that? No, I mean, you know, like I always learned, you know, like no matter if the pitcher is doing well or bad, you always need to try to go down and calm him down. You know, just tell him, listen, it's a long game. We just got to just concentrate what you need to do and just throw what I say. That's it. No more than that. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, you get some pictures, they start checking the head and checking the head. I'm like, I'm telling you to give me this. I mean, you know, it's just about, it's mostly trying to encourage them because, I mean, I'm a catcher, I know a pitcher. I don't know where they're going to the head. You know, after somebody's been hitting so much out of you, I'm thinking, you know, like, they probably think like, oh, if I throw another one, they're going to hit me again. So I'm trying just like to calm him down for a bit. And just like, let's, let's go on with the game, you know, like, I think it happens, uh, I think, it, I think it was the game with the Galaxy when he was pitching. I was like, hey, you've been pitching a double season. Don't worry about it. You just keep going. You know, you go out, you go a bunch of guys behind you that whatever comes, we're trying to deal with it. But, you know, just give an encouragement mostly. And he listened and, you know, he had a really, really good season today, this year. So hopefully next year he comes with another one. But he's a good guy. Have you seen anything in Kyle change this season that's led to that great season he's had? Um, we've talked again, we've discussed Kyle on the podcast before this season and how much um, of a more mature player he appears to have been this year. Have you noticed anything in particular that, that points towards that? Yeah, I think he's more mature now. I think, you know, like like we say, you know, we get into that age, you know, like we cannot be old, you know, I cannot throw 90 miles an hour or anything like that. I think he's more mature. He knows what he needs to throw. He knows his opponent now. And I think it's... It's just telling him, you know, like, just come down, take your time and get back to it, you know. 
it's just like a job, you know, just go all the time, every time you do that. And, and I mean, he listened quite well this year. And I think uh, as a game, you know, as a unit, you know, like we talked to him before games, after games, you know, during the week, you know, what we want to be doing and all that, you know, and, and he just been listening and he knows that what he, what he go behind him, you know, he got a very good defense. So he's making more aware that he can pitch whatever he can. So we can do whatever hits, you know, we need to try to deal with it because, you know, it's our job now because your job is done. So it's kind of like working as a team. That's interesting. Yeah. It's good you can actually wrangle him this year and actually get him help and focus because we know how, how much, how difficult Kyle can be at times. <laughs> Eccentric, so, I would call him not difficult. Um, you got to be posh. You got to be posh to be eccentric. You can't be eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's 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 call let's go with peculiar then. We'll go with peculiar. peculiar. Okay. <laughs> um, now, Panda, back to you. Um, obviously, you were a mainstay of the Giants for several years. Um, the beginning of last year, obviously, we got the, the unfortunate announcement that the Giants were going to be folding. Um, they haven't returned this year. Um, first off, I want to talk about obviously how you feel about that. But before we do. Um, talk to me about some of your memories as a Giants player. What are some of your favourite things that stand out to you from your time playing in the Orange? No, I wasn't. I wasn't playing in the Orange. I was playing on the Greens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the green ones. Uh, I think uh, at the start, you know, we knew exactly, you know, uh, I think there was Jason who started, you know, saying that, you know, we're going to build another team because a lot of people. And I was like, you know, you want to get in charge? I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I tried to do my best. And, you know, like many people think, you know, like being a manager is just sit down there and do the live note and that's it. But you got a lot of work behind the scene. You remember when I used to call Alex Ness, like on a Saturday, I was like, you need to be there at one. And he just showed up too. So, you know, it's kind of like hard work. But to be honest, you know, with a bunch of guys I was playing over there, I was having fun at the end of the day. You know, I think uh, the first season it was... Uh, we never won a game in the first season. I remember that. And after that, that's when I went out scouting myself people outside the club. You know, that's when I brought Raphael, Eloy, Eloy Melvin. I was like, no, I need to bring my guys to start playing here. Um, the second season, it was great. You know, we were doing good. And after that, we go the Canadian Nick. You know, we go the big South African guy. And I forgot his name that he was used to bat with a 35. And, uh, and I mean, you know, we were getting better and better. But by that time, you know, like Canons and Devils, they have a really strong team, both of them. So it was kind of, kind of hard trying to catch up. And, uh, and after that, I think I left. And when I came back, you know, I wanted to be a giant, but that's when the news, you know, broke, like, you know, they're not going to come back. I said, okay, it's cool. I just wanted to play, you know, because I'm like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I need to, I need to keep myself playing. I don't know for how long I'm going to keep it. And that's when I got the chance to join the Cannons, which I did. It was fine. And it was great. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, some step changed over there and then I moved to the Devils. And, you know, the end result is, you know, I'm playing the whole season with, with the Devils now. And, you know, I feel good, to be honest. You know, I know it's uh, like people say, jumping, you know, from one ship to another. But I just wanted to play, you know, I've, I know a 22-year-old who can just weigh, just like 39-year-old man, he's nearly 40 now, you know. Um, but with the Giants, I think uh, I think it was mostly the guys I was hanging around with, 
you know, they take the game seriously, but not too seriously. They were enjoying what they were doing. But I mean, you know, it was great. I don't want to lie to you. I love the guys, you know, for now, Mickey and all the guys, you know, I'm playing now with Mickey, but it was, it was, it was great to know me, these guys and, you know, be a manager for a bit, but it wasn't an easy task. I'm glad I don't do that anymore. <laughs> there, there were some wild guys in your team that you probably saw when you were DJing and, and remind oh, them that the game yes. had started early. <laughs> yes, I used, to, I used to be working at nighttime and, and I say like, you know, like, what are you guys doing over here? So, where you working? I'm working, you guys are partying. So that's a different, I'm not drinking, you guys are drinking. And the <laughs> next day on a Monday, everybody's hangover. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> but I cannot say no to that because I was in a nightclub. You know, the only difference is that I wasn't drinking, but they were, I was like, I can't say anything to them. But the thing, even like that, they're still playing a hundred percent. I was like, you know, if you don't give me a hundred percent, I want to put you on the bench straight away. <laughs> but, you know, but they, they did the job then. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I quite liked it, <laughs> but it was wild, you know, like, Nice out with the Giants, it was something else. You know, I saw once I thought I saw that Nick didn't know where he was. <laughs> and, uh, I remember that he was calling a taxi. I didn't even know where he where his you know address was. I was like, that's not good. <laughs> so we needed to go through his phone to see, you know, like who was the last random person. He goes like, Do you know Nick? Yes, we're gonna send it to your house. That's how bad he was then. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I never forget the night. <laughs> so, is there gonna be a Devils night like this? Then you know, you guys won the doubles. So is there gonna be a wild party night for the Devils? Hey, you know, I say to them, you know, like to all the Devils. I know they're probably watching, but I say to them, I will arrange that. <laughs> you know, I have, I have a chat with them. You know, I said, you know, like we can go for, for some drink, for some food, and after that, some drinks, and after that, we we'll step it up a bit if you want to. But, you know, like, I put, like, you know, like, Las Iguanas in George Street, it's a Latin American restaurant. And, you know, there were, there were one, one guy specifically, Dan. He's like, oh, obviously, you need to be a Latin American. Like, Come on, man. I know your culture. You need to know us. You're playing with a lot of Latinos now. So you need to, you know, you need to get into the thing with all of us. And he's like, well, I may be there. But, yes, you know, I'm getting ready probably a couple of weeks because I don't know what's going on because I think uh, Paul was saying about the an all-star game in Glasgow or Dundee. I don't know what's going on. So the part is still. It's on hold for the moment. Yes, I think. Hold at the moment, but I'm moving behind the scenes. Don't worry about it. Waiting for Flandy. Panda, I want to ask, uh, as a guy who's played quite a long time, uh, and obviously you've mentioned that you've played baseball more or less your whole life, um, and you've also managed, um, what advice would you have for anyone who is coming into the game, um, who you know has come over from a Latin American country or even from, from Europe or the United States, uh, what advice, what piece of advice would you give to them uh, about playing in Scotland? Um, and what advice would you also give to anyone in baseball Scotland who maybe might be coming towards the end of their playing career or might want to transition more into the coaching and management side of things? Uh, I think the first thing is, you know, you need to enjoy yourself over there, to be honest. You don't need to be coming and, you know, thinking that you know it all because as we're progressing, we're still, you know, learning. You know, I think I have a conversation with Tom when we were on the first base. You know, like it's a person who, as soon as you start moving position, you start learning them. And I think, you know, you need to listen to what people have to say quite a lot because, I mean, you know, I say, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And some, somebody said to me, you know, why don't you do this and that? And I'm trying to listen and apply it. 
if it works for me, fine. If it doesn't, okay, I just continue with what I was doing. But I think it's mostly, you know, trying to listen to what everybody say and just enjoy it. Don't take it too seriously, to be honest, because you're going to be like having white hair and everything. So I prefer just to enjoy it and have fun and, you know, just play, you know, we can meet, you know, and just bring the music every Sunday and just like I'm having a party over there with the guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, what about, so on the management side of things then, uh, what advice would you give to someone who wants to give management a go in baseball Scotland? I think management, I think, uh, oh, that's a big tough one too, because I mean, you know, I have quite good managers, management manager when I was playing. And uh, I know that Juan is quite strict though. <laughs> it is, uh, we're calling him Comandante. He's quite strict for what he wants to do. <laughs> and I think it's, you know, you just need to listen, you know, like it's not, it's not about you, you know, I think it's, it's, it's about the team. It's no matter what you do, you know, you just bring it to the team. So it's not, you know, I know that you're very good at short stop, but if I want to move you to the third base, you just need to do what I say. You know, I just take it as an advantage because like that you learn something about another position and trying to do better for the team. You know, it's just sacrificing here and there, but I think mostly, you know, it's trying to understand and, you know, talk to the guys, you know, in a way that they don't feel offended or anything like that, but, you know, trying to teach them, you know, bits and bits and pieces and they can actually take home you know, for the future. Now, speaking of the future, Panda, you've mentioned that you were pretty much close to retirement, uh, but you've played the full season. You say you're feeling good, and you've obviously been productive. You've won two trophies this season. Um, what does the future hold for you in baseball? Are you going to play more years? Are you, will you manage again someday? What are your, what are your plans from now on? Well, uh, the future, well, we just don't know, to be honest, but I say a couple more years, I would keep pushing and say, you know, where my legs take me to, to be honest. You know, like the off season, I want to try to work out because, you know, I'm not a very skinny guy. I'm a heavy guy trying to run and it's kind of Aren't fun. Because, you know, <laughs> and, I, you know, it's kind of like looking me on a slow motion. But I think, uh, I think, I think I will keep playing until, you know, my legs say it's enough. Because, I mean, you know, like if they keep going, I keep going, you know, I, I think uh, this year what helped me quite a lot because I was going only to training on a Wednesday because I got my daughter on a Friday, so I can't go on a Friday, but I was playing softball between Tuesdays and Thursday. So I was taking softball as a my, my training session <laughs> and go to baseball after that. <laughs> and but yeah, you, you know, I think... Uh, huh? Sorry, did you did you feel that softball helped then, the, the transition from baseball yeah. to softball training? Yeah. It did, it did. Mostly, well, I think on softball, I think I was the fastest man there because the bases <laughs> are shorter. So, you know, any hit is a double, so you count on that. <laughs> no, but I think it's just because, uh, you know, with this pandemic stuff, you know, you've been working from home, you barely go out. And mm -hmm. I think the baseball just helped me just to get out of the house for, for the bed. It's the same with the softball. But I think it's, you know, like I need to look after that because, you know, my swing this year in baseball wasn't great. So I'm thinking about just quitting softball for the bed. I'll go back when I just retire from baseball, so I don't know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can always try batting left-handed, so it doesn't mess up your right-handed swing. Well, well, I'm gonna try that, but I'm not good at that. But, you know, I'm gonna try, but you know, it's just like, you know, you know exactly because the softball, you know, you see the balls is coming like a big watermelons, and you just want to hit it so hard. With baseball, 
rules about timing and I'm just not on the time at all. I was like, I need to be better than that. So I think I'm just going to be working in the off season with the guys and see what we're taking from next year. So like I say, you know, looking forward for next season already. <laughs> Any um, particular expectations for both yourself and the team next year or are you looking for business as usual, the same again? No, I think, uh, uh, I think next season it will be great again. I think it's a lot of the guys for the development team, they're going to step up to the to the AAA team because I can see a lot of change and, you know, the guys over there. And, you know, we just go business as usual, I think. The thing is, you know, we need to try to warm up more with the development guys and bring it into the games and all that. But I think next year it's going to be business as usual. We need to be strong from the start of the season to the end. And I think next season is going to be a bit more challenging because people will be allowed to travel and go on holidays and all that. So it's a lot to do with lineups and, you know, who is available, who is not available. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy season next one, but you never know. You make a great point there, actually, about, um, you know, you've got that kind of, on the one hand, you're going to have a full season unless something major happens, finally again. But uh, like, you, like you quite rightly point out, and I guess that, that comes into management as well, there's going to be more likelihood of people going off on holidays or missing time for other reasons with travel uh, opening up more. Um, so that's a really great point about that, actually. Yeah, like next season is going to be really interesting to see um, who has the stamina and who has the depth uh, as well to get through a full season of like normal baseball, normal uh, by Scottish yeah. standards anyway, baseball. <laughs> I just have uh, one last question I wanted to ask, Amanda. Um, in your opinion, who is the greatest uh, Venezuelan baseball player ever? Ooh. Wow, so many of them. <laughs> well, the one I know is uh, Omar Vizquel, the shortstop. I think is one of the greatest shortstop I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He used to do stuff that I never thought could have done. I think he was amazing. You know, that's but that's when I was growing up. That's the guy I was looking into, you know. The moment you go, like, Miguel Cabrera and all those guys, but I think Omar Piscay on the shortstop, he was a beast, you know. And then, you know, he was he, he was playing for my team, so hello. <laughs> and he that guy. <laughs> he was playing for my team as well. So. He did, he did, he did. But, you know, it's... It's a strange because I think he started uh, his career with the Leones, I think, when he was 18, 18, 19 years old, you know, playing professional baseball over there. I was like, well, he's pretty good, but suddenly he just took it to another level. And, you know, I love to see sometimes some of the videos of the play that he used to make. I was like, God, I wish I could be that skinny and be that fast, but never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe 25 years ago, I could have maybe touched nah. him, but not, not now. Um, yeah, I think I think personally I would go Miguel Cabrera. You have to give it, I think, to him with the, the triple crown and all the home runs um, and just how yeah, consistent he's managed to stay. Um, but yeah, you're right. You, you have Salvador Perez. Perez this year, though. You go Salvador Perez this year for Kansas City, you know, hitting 46 home runs. I'm like, well, he's in another level too. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I say, it's too many of them that you yeah. don't know which finger on. And I'm I mean, like, well, they're, they're, they're obviously... They're obviously eating their porridge back home, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of home runs. Um, like you say, um, uh, some of the stuff that guy could do with a baseball glove was just insane. I remember watching him growing up and feeling the same way. It's like some of the double plays and the, a lot of the, obviously, the double play combinations that he was part of helped. Uh, obviously, Roberto Alamar being uh, a, a frequent collaborator of his. Um, but yeah, top-notch athlete. 
Uh, Panda, that's everything from me tonight. Thank you so very much for joining us on the season finale. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you. Uh, Jason, do you have anything else that you want to go into with Panda before we I up? do. I have, one, I have a closing question for Panda here. What is your most lasting baseball memory from all the years you've played here in Scotland? Wow. It could be a home run you had. No. To be honest, this season I stole myself two home runs. You can tell, you can ask Paul about it. I put the fence to it. I stole myself two home runs, so that's not a good thing. Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, like I say, you know, defensively, I'm still, I still got it. I still have a bit. But I think I need to keep practicing with my back because I need to do the damage on both ends. So that's something that I need to work on it. But yeah, <laughs> I stole myself two home runs this season. <laughs> yeah, but over your whole career, there must be one game you remember, like, it just like everything, I would say it's from the bat, you just hit double after double or, you know, something like that. You'll have anything that sticks out in your mind. They just went, I, I just swung a hot bat that day. No, be stopped. I tell you one, there was a, a I was a giant. I was playing against the Devils, actually. And uh, hardcore, I think that Rafael was pitching for us and Bray was pitching for the Devils. And I think that was a game that I was like, God, this is going to finish really bad because it was so tense and we were fighting for every call, for everything we did. And, you know, they were trying. I, I remember they walked me twice on that inning and I was really mad because I really wanted to hit, you know, and but it was so tense that game that I don't know what happened. I don't even know how the game finished. But both teams they were getting at it, like at the moments are canals and devils. You know, you can feel the tense between the two of them. And that's what I mean, you know, when I say the devils, the golden era, you know, the Tristans and James and Chris and all those guys, you know, and you have the on the side, you know, you have like Raphael Eloy, who is like five two trying to fight with some of those guys. I'm like, just need to shut up for a minute. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think that was one of the games I'll never forget. I think that was really, really interesting. And I think that's when I thought that the guys I was playing with, you know, they were going to do whatever it takes to get a win. I think that was the game I was like, yeah, so I think those guys are ready just to fight for anything this day. So I remember that game like it was yesterday. <laughs> we lost the game, you know, we lost the game. I think like it was like 8-2 or something like that. But it was the tense and like everybody was chipping and, you know, trying to encourage each other. And I was like, yeah, I think the guys are ready for it now. And suddenly, you know, we just disappear from nowhere. And that's it. But I was like, and I will never forget about it. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that story, Panda. And thanks for coming right. on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time out to, to come on the show. We, we know uh, you, you watch the show quite often. We see your comments. So. I know. I know. I know in the comment session today. <laughs> also paul says you set left field deeper than coors field so <laughs> hey, i stole two homes myself and i wasn't happy about it and paul was like did you know if you put the field a bit i was like yes I know. I so what happened the game after i put the field shorter and i never hit it i'm like this is not fair for me then come on <laughs> but you know hopefully next year next year probably i will try to get one at least really get into that but but yeah as you know like i think i paul have something been going on for the next couple of weeks and jason you need to come out of retirement now 
<laughs> I, I'm in the old timers game. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, hey, come on, you know, like you see people over there, you know, we don't know. There are a couple people in our team that are in the 40s, but you know, we still got it. So you need to come out on the time. I'll come to the development game and I'll pitch in the development game. That's all I'll do. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can throw out the ceremonial first pitch at the All Star affair. How's that, that Jason? <laughs> You have to like wheel me out my wheelchair, and uh, yeah, I'll throw some there. Right? <laughs> we'll get so, we'll, we'll get the wee golf cart buggy thing that they is it yeah, there we go. The, games, <laughs> there uh, go, the, golf the thing that they brought George Steinbrenner on. Then um, yeah. I'll be with you on. I can't drive, but we'll, I'll do my best. Either either, either we'll make it or we won't. Um, but no, thanks again, Panda, <laughs> for joining us. It's been a pleasure speaking with you tonight. And um, thanks to everyone no, who watched. Right. Uh, thank you so much for everyone joining us uh, all throughout season three. It's good to be back. I managed to make it back for the last game of the, the last night of the, the season. Uh, like we've kind of pointed out there, uh, there are a couple of bits and bobs still to clear up. There's the Glasgow Cup game on October 10th. Uh, like Panda suggested, there is uh, apparently some, some kind of an all-star day happening in Bundy, possibly, uh, or somewhere else. Um, uh, I think there's a, there is one more dev game to be played as well. I think it's between the Devils and Comets this Sunday. Um, but I don't know what the that are because I've been missing in action for several weeks. Uh, and I, uh, uh, I, I even was telling, I was even mentioning to Paul, but I wasn't mentioning yet. But Paul, I know you're watching. I, you remember Jason when we used to do those games at the end of the season? You know, the Latinos against the rest of the world. Yes, we need to have one of those. We need to have one of those. We need to have one of those because oh, I think those games are be. You know, you don't see that many. And I mean, you know, you can see all the guys playing together and it's a very different atmosphere. And I remember those days you guys have like like Gilberto, you know, Julian and Gabriela. I was like, oh, this is gonna be mad. <laughs> we found we found our format yeah. for the They were really good games. They were really, really fun games. Yeah. It was it was it was really intense games again. Everyone having a good time, but it was always fairly close. Yeah, and I mean, you know, because I, I Julian, Gilberto and Gabriel they play with you by the with the cannons. And it was fun, you know, seeing you pitching there. And I was like, okay, let me see what you're going to throw at them now. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's interesting. It's just like, I was like, you know, I miss those games because it's kind of like you're playing with your little families over here. I was like, okay, it's time to win again. I think we should do that more often, you know. All right. See, if, we, if, we, if, we, if we have another Latin American versus the world game, I'll, I'll come back and I'll play that one there. So, <laughs> it's, uh, Paul, are you hearing? Somebody <laughs> is coming out of retirement now. <laughs> Paul's commented that you, Jason, should join the Edinburgh, the Edinburgh in Shadows. In Shadows, yeah. Exactly. Oh, Seattle, you know, the old people. So, Paul, are you hearing? Number 18 is coming out of retirement. He's coming out. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it would be good, though, because I would like to see you in the match, you know, and, you know, just for. You know, to remember all time yeah, sex, you know, and exactly. see how, how it's supposed to be back then, you know, and after that, probably like like you said, the golden era of the devils, they can come down too, you know. Yeah. You know, we, we, have, we have development, we have the Ancianos game, and after that, we go all <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, I have to pitch all three games. That was how it would work. <laughs> I remember. No, I remember the ones that we did, I think there was an all star, you pitched for both of you. Yeah, I, I remember that too. I was like, why are you pitching to me? So, you don't have a good pitch. You don't have pitcher <laughs> over here, so you pitch for the other one. I was like, okay, fine. Did you feel that game as well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, guys, uh, uh, thanks so much for tonight. It's been amazing uh, catching up, Jason. It's been great catching up with you, Panda. Thanks again for everyone watching this season. We will, uh, I mean, we'll potentially be back 
through the kind of autumn with a couple of bonus episodes. We'll see what we can put together um, if there's anything happening. There's definitely a couple of bonus episodes. We're going to go through some of the, the history of at least Edinburgh baseball and some Glasgow baseball. And yeah. uh, we're just trying to track those interviews down. But, but we're going to take a wee break for probably two weeks here and, and come back and, and we'll let you guys know when we have these interviews. Um, trust me, there are definitely some interviews you're going to want to hear. Um, you know, that I, I won't say who it's going to be, but yeah, that, uh, there'll be a, a lot of fun interviews. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> well, you you can probably guess who one of it is there. We have one semi-famous former canon that uh, we were trying to get on the show. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> I know who it is already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was trying to get him last week. He was unable to do it, so he's got to fit to his uni schedule. And uh, yeah, when, when we get that in, then we're going. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That will be an interesting one too. Yeah, he's not more. so little anymore. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean now. Then, <laughs> all right, guys, thank you, and uh, good night, everyone. Good night, then. Night, guys. Bye, bye.